Greetings and welcome to episode number five of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about everything past, present, and future of one of gaming's most storied franchises. This has been a busy news week for Halo, and in addition to that, we are just a few days away from the next gen. So a lot of our discussion today is going to be around next gen technology and what that means to Halo. We're also going to step back into the past and talk about how Halo has pushed technology previously. What will cross-gen and being a 10-year platform mean to Halo's potential for innovation? Uh, we'll also touch on the leadership changes that happened over the last couple of weeks at 343 and what it means to Halo's release. Finally, we'll get into some of the smaller news items of the week. First, let's meet today's Spartan team. Joining me today is Spartan Mike, a.k.a. Kage Maru. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? Next up, we have Spartan Ursel, a.k.a. Soul Blazer. Yo, I am known as the yo guy. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Spartan Jesse, a.k.a. Don Cabeza. What's going on, Jesse? Insert witty line here. <laughs> you need, a, you need a, to do your homework next time. Uh, next, we have Spartan Austin, a.k.a. Proven. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Finally, as your host today, Spartan One Bad Mother. All right. So Boy, first, you're forgetting about me. It's special Ed. How's it going, blokes? Oh God. Oh, a special guest. All right. Please edit that one. So, uh, so first, thing, <laughs> first thing I want to talk about today is is an interview that Phil Spencer did with I Justine, and in this interview, he did touch a little bit on the on Halo Infinite, and he was talking about the the multiplayer and uh, technical advancement. So I'll go ahead and just read this quote from his interview. The multiplayer in Halo Infinite, I think, is going to be be special when we talk about it, Spencer said. We know for some many people, Halo CE started with us lugging our Xboxes around, plugging them in together, and playing console multiplayer for many of us for the first time. So I'm excited for what we'll get to see and what we'll get to show. I think the team is building on what they did in Halo 5, and the multiplayer in Halo 5 was received very well. So it's cool to see the team continue to iterate on things that the community loves. Uh, and then he goes into talking about esports. But the main thing I want to really focus on here is the, the fact that he says that it's going to be special, and he talks about technical advancements. And, you know, I, I guess what we could do is really start, take this would be our opportunity to kind of step back in the past and talk about, you know, what Halo has has meant to us in terms of technology advancements or new generations, uh, you know, on previous consoles. So let's go ahead and, and start with that. You know, I'm going to go ahead and, and go to you, Mike. What, what, what's your stories and, and what have you thought of with Halo in terms of what it's meant to technology? Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it's kind of odd because a lot of times people don't contribute Halo or the series of Halo to, you know, pushing boundaries when it comes to technology. But, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned it in a podcast before, uh, Halo one was still one of the best looking games, the shooters, that generation. And I mean, a lot, a lot of that had to do with, uh, how much more powerful the Xbox was, but 
I mean, in some ways, I think Halo One looked better than Halo Two. And but even Halo Two, even though you could almost argue that they try to do too much with Halo Two, and but still, you know, normal maps was a huge thing at the time with Halo Two. That was everywhere in Halo Two. Halo One had uh, uh, bump mapping. It had expansive worlds. I mean. I don't. I, I can't think of many shooters, even on PC back then. Maybe Unreal that came out in '98 that had expansive open worlds like or open-ish worlds like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't then, even know if I remember remember Unreal having it. Did Mike? When, do you remember with Halo? Were you one of those guys that was zooming in on the grass and like yes. just amazed? <laughs> For, <laughs> amazed? The grass, the grass impressed me, but it was more so the rocks. Because Halo was also one of those games that had uh, high frequency textures or detail textures that you can zoom in on the rocks and they still like had little divots and remain sharp. But um, yeah, it, you know, th- between the lighting, the uh, there's a lot of stuff that and then you go to Halo 3 and granted Halo 3, the, the resolution wasn't great and the character models sucked. They lacked polygons, but I... I don't know Halo Three or Halo Reach. That you really don't see shooters that have that scope even to today, and yeah. um, the lighting. I mean, what they did with the the HDR in Halo Three was overboard. It's almost like one of the uh, technical directors were like, "I want to do this, and we're gonna we're gonna make it work, no matter what sacrifices we need to make it work." But I mean, right now you load up Halo Three on the Master Chief Collection, and the textures still hold up really well. <clears throat> and and then you know you go to reach and reach had its rough parts but it had you know object based motion blur high polygon counts great character models uh, even a larger arguably larger battlefields than we saw in Halo 3 i mean i don't know it, it, then you go to Halo 4 and Halo 4 in some ways it was a step back from Halo Reach but in other ways it was a step forward it had more refined art but the texture resolution kind of took a hit and uh, you know, the lighting kind of took a hit in some ways, but it was better in other, other ways. Like it just, I don't know the, the whole series, even halo five to some extent with it running at six, like a lock 60 frames, even on the piece of crap VCR, it, it it's, it's, it's an amazing series. Um, so I, I think th- for me, that's kind of where my disappointment with, infinite came from but the whole series i i can point to aspects where it, it might have not looked you know like halo 3 might have not looked as good as a kill zone 2 but it wasn't trying to and it was doing different things yeah i think those are some really good points uh, jesse you've been around for a while just like us <laughs> so, <laughs> so why don't you go next and tell us <laughs> what halo's meant over the years to you uh, for me, it started out, it was all about co-op and having split-screen couch co-op because it was just me and my brother. Um, we couldn't afford two TVs, two systems, and like trying to run a LAN together because, I mean, even the internet wasn't a thing on consoles for the most part at that point. And moving from that to split-screen to eventually being able to do it online when Xbox Live became a thing and we made a little more money. Um, still mainly split screen because we couldn't always afford two of the same system. But like, and that's what the Master Chief Collection has turned into is once it worked and it, it always worked well. 
or it worked ish. I guess the host, it worked well. I was normally the host. Um, and the peer to peer connection was truly awful, but now it works flawlessly and it's, it's just about co-op play for me. I was never huge on multiplayer and having something that looked nice and ran okay while the two of us were there able to play it together, probably beating the campaign in Halo 1 and 2 together like a combined 150 times because we couldn't afford a lot of games. <laughs> well, for, for a while, me, yeah, yeah good. Oh, I was saying for, for a while, it was the only thing we could play on the original Xbox. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, we had Brute Force and we tried to play that, but it was like five oh. frames per second split screen. God. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, so I, like, uh, I like the multiplayer and I would play it here and there, but it, it always came back to the replayability of the campaign. You know, one, two, three, four, five reach, even a little bit with ODST, being able to just go through them, replay them in co op. I can't, I mean, even now with my wife on the TV next to me. Um, the three of us playing through them together. I think we've probably gone through the entire thing three or four times together. And we'll probably end up doing the whole freaking thing again with the Master Chief Collections next-gen update. And when Infinite comes out, I imagine I'm probably going to put like 2,000 hours into it. And a lot of that will be co-op. Yeah, you bring up some good points. I think a lot of us forget about that. And uh, Phil mentioned that in that in that article or in that interview with I Justine was, uh, you know, the the land stuff, uh, you know, back then getting 16 people together was just like a wow moment. You know, yeah. that was just something that 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 was just revolutionary that you couldn't you couldn't get that anywhere else on any other platform. Um uh, how about you, uh, I, I, Austin? I know that you haven't <laughs> been around as long as us, but like, what are some of the technical aspects of, of Halo? Like, has it ever meant something to you in terms of representing technology or next gen innovation, anything like that? Yeah, I know it's, it's only uh, been ten years because you're so young, but through the entirety <laughs> of your life, how is it? I think been? of him. I think of him as a kid. <laughs> okay, so well, so Halo Two. Hey, so when Halo 2 came out and I actually started playing it on the 360, I was like 9 or 10 years old, I think. See, that's like, what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. 360. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to speak yeah. and spell at 10 years old. You're playing it through backwards compatibility? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah the well, I, 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 did, cause I, I remember getting the 360 in, when did that come out? 2006? 2005? 7? I believe. 6, six I think. 6, what? yeah. So, Halo uh, 360? The no, oh, the 360. 360. Uh, 2005, November. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. I I remember playing Halo 2 uh, over Xbox Live. That was the first like online game I ever played. And the the thing about Halo for me, like I've never thought of it as like, I I think the graphics have always been nice. But the thing that makes it, I've always thought of Halo as something like every Halo has advanced multiplayer or campaign in some way. Like for Halo 2, obviously Xbox Live. When I think of Halo 3, I think of all the innovations that brought. Um, so I've, I've always thought of Halo as something that kind of innovates. And I, I mean, some of the past few Halos haven't really innovated the way. Like, they've been good games, but they really haven't brought anything as new as, like, what Halo 2. Yeah. Oh, no, he fell into the void. Great point. <laughs> no, I'm here still. That's a good one, too. I just stopped talking. No, that's a really good point, especially with the... <laughs> <laughs> especially with the original Halos, um, when you compare them to the 
when you compare the first three to everything else. Um, how about you, how about you? So, like, what what is uh, the technology and stuff like that meant for you? Um, well, like Don, most of my Halo experience, especially when I was younger, was more so about uh, split screen co op, running the campaigns together. But um, before I played Halo, I was I used to play uh, GoldenEye a lot with uh, my mm. brothers, and it was a really fun experience. I don't remember it too much. I was very little. But I do remember that even back then when we switched over to Halo, it was, you could tell it was significantly different. Halo 1, I mean. Like, when we played GoldenEye, we never really played seriously. It was always just, just having fun, putting on the big head mod, and it felt like you couldn't play the game seriously for whatever reason. Halo 1 shows up, and suddenly it's full-on competition. Right? And no mercy Competent anymore. controls. Yes, yes, 100%. And I remember some of the uh, some of the physics in Halo One uh, made me crack up so bad. Um, there was this uh, uh, file browser or uh, before torrenting. Do you guys remember uh, Kazaa and uh, LimeWire? Oh, yep. LimeWire, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember. I know you're a thief if you use them. <laughs> well, back then, um, so many viruses. We used, on oh my God, yeah! Don't even talk to me. Uh, we uh, we used to download pictures. Just pictures, or maybe like little videos <laughs> off of LimeWire. Sure, wire. you did. Uh-huh. No, no. Like one thing I downloaded was, um, well, one thing was uh, uh, apparently a new Dragon Ball thing that was completely fake. But either way, um, <laughs> one thing we downloaded was uh, this Halo video, which today would just be a random video on YouTube, and it was uh, had some music playing. I don't remember it exactly, and it was people that got a bunch of grenades. I'm sure you guys know where I'm getting here. Got yep. a bunch of Marines and a bunch of people right on top of their car, blew it up. And just flew to like the top of the map, uh, mostly in a silent cartographer. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, war oh, yeah. Jumping. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That, that stuff was you, in you the would... fort. Was that YouTube back? Then? I can't remember where people. There wasn't YouTube back then. That's what I'm saying. No, no. no like, where did sworn, it come from? <laughs> I could have sworn they had a montage. Yeah. Video on one of the uh, Xbox discs for the Xbox magazine. Really? I think yeah. so. Uh-huh. Wasn't it like the red, the red versus blue or something, right? Some, well, uh, no, the red versus blue was the machinima that started, but oh, and it may it might have been inspired by it. But one of the original, uh, yeah, one of the original, what do you call it? Uh, trends with was you get a bunch of marines, you take them around the corner through that arch <laughs> rock way. Yep, yep. you would kill them. <laughs> I mean, you go back, get another couple more Marines, and you do this like three or four times. <laughs> and then you basically have like eight dead Marines, and each of them should have like two grenades. And then you just chuck a grenade underneath the Warthog and see if you can flip it over that stone arch. <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. Or or if you were on the Warthog when you when you blew it up, you go flying, and you see the entire yeah. map. <laughs> yep. I, 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 I honestly miss the old physics from yeah. the Halo CE because yeah. yeah. those were they were yeah. ridiculous. They were over the top, but they were they were also amazing at that time yeah, because 100%. games didn't really have. Th- see, that's like what stood out to me. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the physics because uh, the graphics were good. And 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 like I, I mentioned to Mike, I do remember like first time I, I, I t- we talked about it in one of the previous shows. You know, I, I jumped on that that demo with that night level. And the snipers, and I remember just like zooming in all around, and like every time I got close to things, I was like shocked that it didn't get really blurry, you know. So that did impress me. But really, more than that, uh, you know, co- coming from the PC side of things, I was like PC master race back then. Um, you know, playing System Shock Two and and Half Life, which were pretty decent looking games at that time. So I don't think I had the same lift in the graphics that 
um, the people that came from the N64, you know, from uh, <laughs> from 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 those graphics, um, it was a lot. It was a lot less of a jump. Or that was bad English. <laughs> it was less of a jump for me. <laughs> My words are all mixed up. Um, but but the thing that did impress me was how the physics and the AI in CE, like how it just all came together. It was like you had wider worlds. You had uh, you know the leads that would just go and hide when you almost had their when you had their shields down and you know they try to flank you, and you know you had the soldiers so you had more things on the screen than I was ever used to because even on a PC you didn't really get that that much you know like um, in in Half Life and System Shock stuff like that uh, you didn't get all the those extra bodies like when you get dropped on the beach so I thought that was really impressive um, but I am surprised nobody mentioned it you know. It, Obviously, we all remember Halo Two has pretty much defined the matchmaking that everybody oh, yeah. still uses today. Uh, yeah. Hey, I mentioned it. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't mention I'm it. Kidding. Well, I'm kidding. I was actually, <laughs> uh, I was actually going to mention about how Proven made a really good point of, on top of, you know, the pure whatever engine or graphical boundaries they pushed, every, just about every single Halo. All the way up until Halo Four, unfortunately, they introduced just amazing features. Maybe ODST, yep. you can argue too. You know, we uh, the original Halo had an awesome uh, net, not Netlink. Oh my God, System Link feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo Two, like you just mentioned, it just it it revolutionized matchmaking. Introduced matchmaking. Yep. And then, you know, with Halo 3, we had the the theater mode and the screen sharing and clip sharing. And, I mean, it's that's one of the things that I miss. No, I think you're right. I mean, that's it was almost an expectation. It's almost like, okay, well, what's, what's Halo going to push the boundaries on, you yeah. know, this time? You know, first War it was zone. physics and AI. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, first someone took the name, that's for sure. <laughs> well honestly i thought warzone was gonna be it when when they first introduced warzone i thought okay this is this is where this is gonna innovate and i think it was um we'll, we'll get into it later i think maybe it, it was the it's a transitional thing to to maybe something more impressive but um but yeah i, I like i like 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 proven was saying and you were reiterating mike is it, it seemed like for the first three it was like always something it was uh you know starting off with with just all around technical aspects in the campaign to matchmaking and then you know with halo 3 wasn't as visually impressive but uh you know that's where you introduced the forge and you know we don't have uh john here with us i know that's probably his favorite yeah. but that was revolutionary and, and you kind of think about yeah. that today you know like that there was nothing like that on consoles back then. Forge came with which Halo? Uh, with uh, Halo three. three. Halo three. Halo yeah. three. Yeah. 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 And that's where you. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, I, I, you know, to be fair, the three four three, they did those kinds of revolutions or or new features kind of slowed down after Halo three, even with Bungie. I mean, with with what OD, even though ODST was a smaller title, we got. Uh, firefight, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then in in Reach, there was like an evolution of firefight that I argue would be worse. And then I mean they 
they it was more of a refinement. Yeah, I mean, instead of yeah, Breach had its own game mode too, right? Invasion, and then people kind of stopped. Inva- yes. Yeah. yeah, I loved Invasion. I just don't know if it was well balanced yeah. enough. Eventageddon yeah. was the best thing ever. What now? The uh, firefight mode where it's nothing but grunts, so you can just headshot them nonstop for half an hour straight. I <laughs> was like my yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a shame nothing nothing uh, caught on. Right. Yeah, I was Halo Reach introduced a bunch of good ideas, but I thought that was the first Halo where they kind of had more negative yeah. ideas and like positive ones. That's kind uh, of where the Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like their good ideas or good designs or game gameplay types were overshadowed by the Bloom controversy and, and game oh, yeah. subtle and armor, good and armor, like, armor, yeah, abilities. armor abilities and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we don't I, need that. I feel like the three year cycle might have been detrimental to the series. If you know what I mean. It's possible. I, I agree. There was just so much more competition. Like people caught up. Oh yeah. yeah 100%. Hard. They weren't a mile ahead of everyone on console controls anymore. Mm-hmm. And the online yeah. anymore. Yeah, well, and that's the thing that was kind of disappointing because they always seem to like look for the edge. And, and you know, with four and five, it's not like they didn't try. Like it, it, in some way, it was like almost like they're trying to do it. Uh, you know, they're trying to do the co-op thing, right? The um, what do you call that mode that I really did? Uh, Spartan ops. Spartan ops. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, well, yeah, like I think I'll, it was good that. intentions. Yeah, there were some good intentions, but I remember for Halo Five, uh, I watched. I think it was a the Vidoc or whatever they do. Yeah. Um, and I remember they they were saying they were like, the co op that we're introducing, we want it to be as big as a revolution as split screen and dual wielding. Yeah. And it it like so the co op in that game like it was good, but like I I felt like like what they were trying to innovate on wasn't like too they, crazy like like the, the co-op was cool but but like it didn't really add that much to the like what they, we've already had they said that with the co-op in halo 5 yeah i because because uh, yeah I, I i would have to pull up the, the video but i remember res everyone and yeah, yeah and, and they were saying they want to be like they think they think co-op is like the biggest innovation in the halo series since like dual wielding i was like okay i i didn't agree with that but <laughs> Was this before or after the game was out? This was before the game Remember, was out. Remember, you had news reports that it had uh, this one fancy dude who was worked on some big game co-op mechanics. I kind of forgot what it was. Uh, it's Tim Tim Longo. He worked on uh, Star Wars. Yes. No, it was Star Wars. It was yeah. Commando. Was, I forgot, what was the game? It was Star Wars, I believe. It was like Star Wars Commando, I think. Republic Commando. Yep. Yeah, and okay. the uh, OG Xbox. Yep. No, people people really liked that game too. I never played it, but I but people really did. Uh, I think a lot of people were excited about the co-op because he was the guy behind that game. Um, yeah. it, I think we might have mentioned it before. You know, J- Josh Holmes on an exit interview, not an exit interview, but when he moved, he, when he moved off of three four three and he talked, you know, he admitted that Halo Five had was supposed to be a lot bigger, a lot more mm-hmm. ambitious, and just things they they couldn't make it work within either the time or the technology. So I, I feel like that was like one of those things that burned him out or stressed him out. <laughs> you know, with yeah. just. Was uh, I feel like oh. Halo Five's like I think Halo Five is overall a good game, but it, in many ways it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'll I, that, yeah. Well, that's always the thing though. Like if you kind of don't scope something right, or you get too ambitious sometimes, uh, and then you realize you can't do it, then you kind of have to go back. And at that point, you're you're kind of stuck, you know, having to play it safe, right? So sometimes with with like development, like it's not just in 
video game development. It could be any sort of technology. Uh, sometimes if you shoot for the moon, you know, you don't get the, st- you know, or you shoot for the stars, you don't get the moon. You end up back on Earth. <laughs> yeah, or just <laughs> floating away in space. <laughs> yeah, or you just go, yeah, you just get stuck in tra- straight, straight into the outer sun. space. Yeah, you know, and just get into like this. Uh, I feel like Halo Five was ambitious within its own scope, kind of like where it could be. It tried to be. Um, yeah, it had so many like limitations or so many for whatever reason it, it couldn't do what it really wanted to do. I I'm confident that they did not want to have you fight the word Eternal like five times. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I yeah, don't think that I, was I, a plan from the beginning. Or, or just the fact that, like, some of those levels, you just walk through and you're just like, was there supposed to be something else here? Oh, yeah. yeah, I felt like they were supposed to have, like, dialogue options or something, but there's just nothing. Yeah. 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 I, I think when he, when he said something bigger, I think they were probably, it was along the lines of what they're trying to do in Infinite now. You know, maybe more, a wider game or, or just something a little uh, bit more. It's uh, interesting. When I think of special, when I think of next gen or new technology, the first thing I think of is more you know what i mean uh, more people more vehicles more ai more something like and, more yeah. density yes yes or more yes. population so like warzone for example was the first time halo's done 24 right combatants mm-hmm. on one field i feel like maybe they want to go even farther which isn't necessarily a good thing because uh more is not always better right yeah people don't seem to i, I always hear that too when they talk about like you know uh, console being held back and it's like well you can have more enemies on the screen and it's like well that's that we, we've done that to death now where we get so many things on the screen it's just not fun anymore yeah. you know yeah. so you, you can do that and it's just hard to balance then it's like well how do you make these how do you make these uh you know 20 enemies um not overpower you yeah right? and, and i mean if it's pvp that? like in halo in arena you can take on two people if you're good you know what i mean but if there's yeah. a significant amount of people, doesn't matter how good you are, you meet five, you're going to immediately get destroyed, right? Right. So are you forced to move with your team? Or do you just, like, not meet that many people? I don't know. I feel like it's not necessarily a good thing. What, wait, what no. are we talking about? Competitive multiplayer? Or, just or, multiplayer oh. in general. Like, let's say, for example, they wanted to make a bigger mode, more than 24. Let's say they wanted to do 32, 16 on 16, like a, a continuation of Warzone, which is what I think they're doing, personally. Um... And I'm not sure if that's a good thing. They would need to have focus points for that to work. Like a 32-player just team deathmatch yeah. would be too much of a clusterfuck, exactly. in, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it would probably be a Conquest-style you know, yeah. field mode. All right, that's, that's a great... Tra- oh, I was going to say, that's a great transition. So, <laughs> so I think we're going to move into our <laughs> next topic. That's an awkward transition. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I made it weird. Um, yeah. Yes, I, it was th- totally you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the next gen now. So we we talked about the past and you know some of the the things that that Halo Dance over the specifically over the first three uh, games and, and some of the major changes they made that are that have had an impact, I think, on the industry as a whole. Um, and then maybe how it slowed down with four and five. So let's so now let's move it on to like how does that let's think about that with next gen. Um, you know, and, and Phil brought that up and he I think he brought that up with, with multiplayer, offering some spe- something special, 
future technical advancements. But I guess we can open that up to like everything campaign and multiplayer. Um, so I'll let you keep going, Sol, because I know you kind of were starting on that. So no, I have the perfect answer. Okay, do it. Battle Royale. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Innovation. All right, I'm, I'm leaving the call now. I, that's too perfect a point. I'm never going to do better. <laughs> Even though I feel like Halo could honestly do a really... Oh, my God, he actually left. <laughs> hey, welcome back. I, I feel like Halo 5 could actually do a really good battle royale. You know what I mean? You it have could. so many weapon uh, I, types from Warzone. We, we've talked about it before. It's... Uh, <laughs> And I'm not I even a fan want them of Battle Royale. Like, Sorry, I approve. Okay. Like, if they put all their effort into it, it would be good. I just, like... Like... Like, for example, Apex Legends is a game I love. And, like... Like, that's the main focus for that game. And mm. I don't think Respawn, like, updates the game enough. Like, they, they, they do it at their own pace, which is fine. But, like... Yeah. I just can't imagine 3 for 3 being able to put enough effort into it to make it worth it. Because yeah. they have to focus on everything else as well. Yeah, I mean, like Fortnite, for example, has updates left and right, but that's at a very human cost, right? Yes. That its players so, don't know uh, yeah. about or care about, but it's there. Yeah. I mean, they could do it, but it's... <laughs> what what, what were you saying there, Jesse? That's for it to be iron. They don't care. All right. Go through for that. Yeah. So uh, timestamp that so we can edit that out. Um... <laughs> Mother! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they could do it. They, it. It costs money. At the end of the day, it's just manpower, right? Like you can you yeah. can do battle royale, but I don't know that, that that's necessary innovation. <laughs> you know, just no, putting yeah, a lot it's more. Just, no. it's just I was kidding the about the innovation that's the part. That, that's it's literally the opposite yeah. of innovation. <laughs> Unless they do their own spin I mean, on it. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it it can really work, and they. I don't want to say that they they can in it. They potentially could even innovate that game mode. My concern is I don't want them to just add the game mode just to have it. Yeah. I, I don't want them to follow in Fallout 76's footsteps where, you know, they're just going to announce a battle royale and expect people to get excited over it. What's the problem? Like, Fallout royale. 76's battle royale was very fun. Battlefield 5's battle royale was very fun. But if a battle royale is not free to play, it's mm -hmm. not going anywhere. Yeah, but you would imagine that if they did have a battle rail mode, it would fall on the F, the, the free to play. Yeah, it would for here. So you just you have to look at it like those the, the Fallout seventy six one very good, but it died immediately because you have to buy it. So like, even being good isn't good enough if you don't follow pretty much the only monetization path that has worked for any of them, and that is you make it free. Yeah. And then, you know, and there are they you can tie it in like Fortnite's monetization path started with Save the World and then really took off with the Battle Royale. So if you've already got a monetization path in the multiplayer mode for Halo Infinite, which we'll get into later, um, then you've got those hooks already. It, it could lead to and help sustain the um, the cost of running a Battle Royale. So let's yeah, say they I, don't want to do a battle royale. Let's say they want to take Warzone, take it to the next level. Warzone 2.0. How how would they do that? That's what I'm kind of thinking about. Yeah, I think I, that's where they're we're going, right? Like when when he's saying because I'm I'm reading that that the, the Spencer quotes again uh, when he talks about them offering something special, and he says, and there are some technical challenges the team has set for themselves on multiplayer. Mm -hmm. 
that I'm really encouraged to talk about when we get there. So it's like, what does that mean? Cause that's not just that to me, that doesn't mean a hundred players in an arena, right? Yeah, yeah. That's gotta mean something more advanced. And, uh, and Warzone is in of itself. Like I'm not a Warzone fan to be honest, but at the same time, a lot of times those first efforts can become transitions to something yeah. much, yeah. Warzone much felt better. like a half step in a sense. Yeah. So I, what do you think that could be? Like, what, where do you think the next level you is? You know how at the end of a Warzone firefight match, you would fight two or three Warden Eternals? Now you're going to fight six. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's brought all the great takes today. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been thinking about them all week. I mean, considering considering that Warzone was kind of followed the MOBA trend, I don't know if I agree that there's much of a future with that game mode. What do you mean by follow I, the I, MOBA trend? I always I always assume that if I mean, isn't it kind of like MOBA mixed with Halo Team Deathmatch? It's like controlling bases. It was PvPVE. I mean, that isn't that what. Isn't that what MOBA is? No, MOBAs no. are about the creeps that yeah, run their lanes, like, and you've got your classes, and it's all about balance. It'd, it'd be, it would be the exact opposite of what a MOBA is. It'd be like WoW, some WoW PvP, like a Rathi Basin, or I guess no one here plays WoW. Yeah, like it, it's a... No, I played it for oh, way yeah. too much. Yeah, um, never mind. Yeah, yeah just you know. It is about. a mix of <laughs> PvP with PvE, and they work off of each other. Yeah, but, isn't uh, that what Warzone is, though? Is, Oh, okay, you're talking. Well, no, about so I'm saying that's what Warzone is. A MOBA has like a very distinct. There are three paths. Yeah. There are creeps that go down them. There are towers you can't get by. Like that's the MOBA. Yeah, thing. MOBAs are completely different. That's why I was a little confused. Okay. Yeah, my yeah I, I, I've heard a few people describe it as like. Well, well I think the similarities. The similarities, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess there's one base and another base. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it, there are a few things that I would say are similar. It's the, you know, there's PvP. While there's PvE, they work off each other. You each have a base that you have to defend. Mm. The base defend is like the biggest part. That would be MOBA. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But none of the none of the stuff around it. I mean, it, it always just seemed like that was a game mode. Because that was meant to take over for Firefight, right? That was yep. supposed to be like the next evolution. I, I thought it was like yeah, an invasion. They eventually evolution. got to... They put Firefight back into it when people are like, hey, we want Firefight. And Warzone Firefight so is one of the funnest modes in, in Halo 5. Yeah, I've, that's hundreds of hours in that. Yeah. It's very fun. But that's the thing. Like, if 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 you introduce a new new mode and people are like, no, we want the old stuff, I don't I don't know if I consider that a success or something that they would build off of. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean... I, <laughs> I, I think actually let's go over to Austin. Austin, you've been quiet for a few minutes here. You, I know you play a ton of multiplayer. Any, anything pop into your head in terms of like what that might mean in terms of a special multiplayer and something that's technically advanced? Uh, well, we don't really know, but all the rumors have pointed to, it's going to be a really big mode. So I'm assuming it's going to be one of those. I, I just get the feeling that it, well, we see for the campaign that they're trying to make it a huge open world. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that when they talk about like the Halo is going to be technically impressive, it's just going to be a really large map with a lot of players on it, with a lot of stuff happening. Because like, I think that's what 343 really wants to do. Like They seem interested in making really large modes. When so they I, talked I'm about a... um, the subspace engine, one thing they said is we can have more characters and more vehicles on the screen than ever by a very large number. 
Hmm. That's that actually really interesting. It'd be cool if we could replicate that uh, Halo Reach cinematic. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're all driving. You're talking about the... Oh, yeah, the beginning of... <laughs> yeah. Tip of the Spear. Yeah, Tip of the Spear, you're right, yeah. They could... Oh, yes, yes. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. Very impractical, but cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine some, like, 32... I don't even know what the player count would be, but it's, yeah. like, 32v32 on a really large map, something like that. You have, like, weapons... So, like, Halo Battlefield? Squads. Yeah, I could... Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like 343, like, like for Halo 5, they focus on arena, but I just get the feeling that 343 really likes large multiplayer mm. modes. Mm. With, cause they I've got a focus... really, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I've got a, okay. a really good name for Battlefield Halo. <laughs> That'll, it'll get the kids involved. They'll love it. Baylo. Like your bay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh we're just gonna we're just gonna edit like timestamp everything jesse says why do you hate children so much <laughs> what about like like more than two teams is that something multiplayer games have ever done i'm trying to think yeah that would be like some, multi-team yeah I mean, they're even modes like, like a four like person free-for-all in... four team free-for-all or three team free-for-all that kind of thing i mean they have it now but it's but it's in smaller teams it's kind of like almost arena ish yeah. you know yeah with, with, with eight small right? team uh, but yeah, what what about like a um, I don't know, like an eight versus eight versus you know four way kind of thing? Like that. Yeah. That, would be that, that would be like, the like a, unreal you would need games a massive. That'd be just a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it well, be... Again, that would be one of those things where it has to be directed, or or there has to be focal points or objectives to to kind of give some guidance to that. Um, and and. I can also see them still because they've been they've been working with pro players for what over a year now, so that I can still see there being a, a a big arena focus. I feel like arena I think focus has to be there no matter what. Like that's yeah, I, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be there. Well, they they already got their arena teams helping them, so yeah. which I'm good with. I I know some people are not fans of that because they they thought that Halo Five was too sweaty, but that's one of the reasons I actually love that game. Yeah, so um, so I'm I'm happy that you have those guys involved because they they do understand balancing probably as well as any developer is going to understand balancing. Uh, you know, like what works and what breaks the game and things like that. So it makes me comfortable when they're adding these new moves and um, things like that. But um, so so those are some good theories, I guess. Aside from the theories, is there something that you would want to see, or, or like My, if, if you were just dreaming it up, like what would you, like what would just get you super excited? I mean, it's not a theory yet. It, my concern is his technical innovation is like the 120 frames per second for next gen, because if it's in context that we're talking about only next gen, you can't really do a game mode that's next gen exclusive with it being a cross gen title. Oh, that's true. So, right. So what does that mean for next gen? Unless this to game me, mode is next gen exclusive, that, or tied into the cloud in a way that, that would, pulls off processing power yeah, from too. last gen. Uh, well, I mean, if okay, it's a that, yeah, multiplayer. what Jesse's saying—that's another. I, I don't see that going over well. I don't see anything no, being exclusive right. next gen you're until right. they drop current gen, which we can get to later. But year or two, they yeah. can technically do it though. If multiplayer is free to yeah. play, they could do oh, it. Oh yeah, lose any, you know. You're not paying for it, so it's not. Like yeah, you, yeah, don't forget. But... 
Don't Probably. don't forget the fact that that Halo is going to be running off of. I mean, you're going to have all those what Series X APUs in the the cloud. Yeah. So so you can run a lot of different things. Oh, that's from, true. You know that are not well, latency you, sensitive in the cloud. Yeah, but they're supposed to be they're supposed to be doing that throughout this year. And if we don't know when when Infinite's going to launch, but if Halo Infinite does launch within the first half of the year, there's no guarantee that X Cloud is going to be upgraded with the X Series X hardware by that point. Mm. No, I mean it's a and good it point. It was originally going to launch well before the upgrade. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. You're right. I mean, Jesse, Jesse cool. kind of Jesse does make a good point that if they're just using cloud, you know, sea of thieves style, you yeah, know, something that or, synchronizes uh, and pulls off resources from the local hardware, so that you can have these big ass environments, these large servers that can like everyone can sync up to, and it, it doesn't kill. Yeah. It doesn't kill performance um, on the local machine. What are your guys' What are your guys' thoughts on a what do you call I it? Hate it. Dark... <laughs> <laughs> what uh what is it called in Dark Souls? Uh invasions? Invasions? In, like an invasion. invasion type where you go through the campaign and we saw on the map where it looked like you had to assassinate a uh a knight the night and i'm not saying but like what would happen if like all of a sudden you get the the pilot guy telling you that there's an elite session you know like uh an elite assassin group or something coming after you and they're humans they're like a group of it sounds like doom doom tried that and it was oh really yeah then the they, they, they like eventually the changed, yeah and then they eventually changed it to be its own mode because it didn't really work right but it was an interesting uh, concept. It's interesting. Mm. Well, because I was thinking like a human elite that has, and only one human elite at a time, but they have some grunts and jackals with them and stuff like that. And, you know, they've done Spartan versus elite in the past. They're they're pretty much I, even, I, even for uh, some, characters. I, for some reason, I feel like 3 for 3 doesn't want to engage in, like, they kind of just want to keep Spartan versus Spartan. They don't seem interested in doing... Yeah. Kind of like it would be cool if you could play as a brute or something, but I don't know if they're going to do that. I mean, that's a shame because I would really love to see them tackle uh, invasion mode. Yeah, yeah, invasion was cool, or even just play as an elite, right, or a brute. Yeah. Well, just yeah. think I mean, about that. Like, like you have Warzone now, but what if, what if it's, instead of that being uh, like NPCs, those are actually like, like humans could like drop in dead or something. Yeah, they cool. could just drop in and take over. Like you mm. could drop in a game and just be the. Just be one of the. Uh, I do wonder. You know, leads are <laughs> yeah. With co-op, cool. would they have it be your chief and the people that drop in with you are? But it's like everyone's going to be chief again, right? I think it so. Seems... Yeah. yeah, which I'm okay with. I mean, we had that for three games. Well, it just it just depends on if blue team is back. I don't know if they will, but. Well, they're definitely not at the beginning or in the part we saw, you know, however yeah. deep that was yeah. into the game. Yeah. So I mean, there's going to be something about why they're not around it for the beginning, at least. So could you be ODST or? I think it's just Chief Clones. Which makes the most sense to me. Yeah. I mean, because Halo 1 and Halo 2 had Chiefs. Halo 3 had the elites. additional elites. Elite. Yeah. yeah. And um, Halo 4 was back to Chief for copies. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think Halo might ever mess with with uh, advanced physics, or is that something that's not a Halo type of what innovation? Do you mean they own Havoc. Hmm? Well, I, I know they do. Yeah. So they own Havoc, 
they've been as far as as far as what, what I assumed is they were doing some R and D on that a few years ago. They rebranded it, and and it sounded like they were you know um, trying to innovate it or advance it. And those things always take years. So I, I do wonder about that. And you, you know, you, you remember like initially crackdown was supposed to be that we won't get into crackdown. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really turn out very well, but again, you, you never know like what they can take out of these things for like the next time. Um, um, you know, and- something one bad is the guy who led the, the development on subspace, his previous job had been working on havoc. I think that's no. Yeah, that's um. What's his name? Let me look it up. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see them putting a focus on it until they they drop current gen hardware. Because the the Daniel Giannetti was the name, or Hmm. Danielle. The 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 CPUs in the current gen are just. I mean, it all depends on if they're going to be pushing wonderful hardware. (laughs) (laughs) If they're pushing sixty frames on current gen, there's no way in hell there's going to be any kind of. You know, that's what I kind of, I want to bring that up as well, is all this talk about next-gen and technology, but the game is kind of shackled to a really, really crappy processor, you know? All right, let's 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 use that to, tra- you're doing a really good job transitioning topics today, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit in the opening, uh, was the fact that this is a 10-year platform, it is going to start off as a cross-gen game. Um, we don't know where that's going to go. And so I think a lot of the, this is just, you know, me thinking out loud here, I think a lot of the limitations that we're used to could could change over time. But I, I want to kind of hear what everybody here thinks. I'll, I'll let you kind of finish up your thoughts there. So, uh, but like, like, what do we think in terms of, you know, they're talking about technical advancements and, and the thing we always hear is, okay, well, the Xbox One's going to hold that back. And I think Mike's right. Um, those Jaguar cores are, suck. <laughs> you know, they, they really do limit things. And, I, and I'm guessing that was a huge issue with Halo 5. Um, so what, uh, what is it that, uh, what, what is it you think could happen or how, how do you see that playing out? Like, are these things something that we might see sooner or later, or, or, or sooner, or is it going to be more down the road that we're going to see these technical advancements? Uh, you talking to me? Yeah, go ahead. Um, might as well. Well, I, I wanted to read. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read the uh, uh, the line where he mentions the ten years. Okay. Um, so the paragraph, uh, it was an interview with IGN. It goes, we want Infinite to grow over time versus going to these numbered titles and having all that segmentation that we had before by Chris Lee. It's Chris Lee saying it, sorry. It's really about creating Halo Infinite as the start of the next 10 years for Halo and then building that as we go with our fans and community. So I feel like so there's some key words in there. Though, of yeah. course, technically you could, you could say that, I mean, Chris Lee said this, which may mean it's not it's not the case anymore, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like the keywords for me uh, when I read this was uh, start. It's really about creating Halo Infinite as the start of the next 10 years for Halo, which I, I don't think that means necessarily that Halo Infinite will be the next 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you think that, that that just means... Like you don't think that means... Uh, possibly, I I just think ten years is a very very long time for one game unless it's like an MMO with fifteen million players. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, ten years could just mean a roadmap. It doesn't necessarily mean 
it's one game. Yes, like that, it doesn't. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was yeah it doesn't. No, that's a good point. Um, you know, Austin, how about you, man? Like, what do you think about you know with with the next gen and like do you see the, do you see it like having like being a major anchor? Is it going to be an anchor through the entire Halo Infinite, or do you think this is something that I, I just uh, the could, the Xbox One like holding the stuff? Yeah. Back, right? Yeah. Um I'm a, I'm assuming within the two at most like 3 years they're going to drop the Xbox One entirely. Kind of like how Destiny did they eventually drop like I I don't remember if Destiny 2 had a 360 version of so but I just have a feeling like they're going to release it they're going to support it and then eventually they're going to cut that off and you to support the Series X and Series S version. Yeah. Because like if they want to keep update like I'm assuming like they're not just going to release the game and then just be done like updating it. They're going to want to keep updating. So like they have to eventually cut off the Xbox because like the like the, it's just such a old piece of hardware at this point. Like they have to cut it off. Yeah, yeah, I know, and and I and I understand why they need to have cross gen support now. It's just too expensive for for one system, yeah. but. Uh, but it just, yeah, being shackled to those Jaguar cores. What about you, Mike? Uh, what do you think on that? Um, yeah. What uh, what Proven said, I, I think that holds a lot of weight. Where I, I can see it being a good idea where, you know, like the, they support it cross-platform for two years. And mm-hmm. then... You know, they drop it at, at the two-year mark or so, and then about year three, they kind of do not a reboot, but an overhaul of the entire game. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's where they introduce the, you know, the next evolution of the graphics. Like, they, sh- you know, and assuming they can apply that to pretty much everything, similar to, there's no reason to think that what we're seeing with a lot of the current gen games into next gen can't also happen to Halo just because it's already a cross gen game. Right. You know, there you know and we see it with what we just talked about earlier with Warframe. And that game looks night and day to what it did. That that's a game that I think Halo might actually model off of just without being a, a live open world but more of a focused campaign world, but there's not, there's nothing stopping them from doing the exact same thing. And, but you know, you look at what Sony did with the Spider-Man games, stuff like that, where year three, that's going to give. And then during that third year, that's all the content, like all of the additional content that they might release. I can see them, or I think it would be a good idea for them to say, if you're still on an Xbox one, at that point, what what are we going to be at? Like ten years, eleven years? If you're still on an Xbox One at this point, you can play in Halo Infinite, but it's going to be through streaming. Yeah, because at least by yeah. then, all the servers are going to have Series X hardware. So they they spend that year nav- uh, migrating people to the streaming platform, and then year three, boom, you you got this not relaunch, but you know, this next gen overhaul where it gives the game a shot in the arm. If they are going to keep it one game as a 10 year platform, they're going to have to do that anyways. They're going to have to do things to keep halo relevant, not only as a game, but graphically. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a subtitle too, right? Yeah. 
yeah. Well, and the well, yeah, yeah. No, I think you make a really good point on that. And, and, and the graphics, you almost expect the graphics to keep getting better, even on the original release, right? I don't know. I don't see it getting much better on the current gen systems. Oh, not not on the not on the current gen. I'm talking about next gen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I would I don't yeah I would hope like graphically for Um, example you have uh, wow right that's a pretty good example of a platform game as a service started off in what oh four every new expansion of World of Warcraft they usually add a new minimum requirements uh, PC requirements so even if your PC rig could have ran it. I don't know, 2012 doesn't mean you can run the latest expansion. Part of that 10 year as a plan thing, if you're getting, you know, large DLC content and, and you're dropping the support for a previous gen that then opens it up. Okay. Our tools have matured. We're mm-hmm. all in city architecture and our DNA two are now yeah. and game core is a mature platform. We can, squeak out so much more performance you know those types of things i definitely think it'll prove yeah yeah does anybody here think we're maybe underrating like the potential for scalability and things like even in a campaign like that's always been one of the most interesting aspects to me like the fact that that you know with with the tools they got there a lot of these a lot of these game engines now are built around with it, the scalability in mind, and I always like wonder. It's like, on a switch, on a uh, switch. Yeah, I mean, it's not just graphics. You know, what, like why couldn't you have more people in another version, or have denser uh, environments, or have you know more animals kind of running around in in the you know Series X version and things like yeah, that. Well- that's the thing. I, I think eventually they're they're gonna have to cut it off, but they'll still support the Xbox One version. It just like you can't have you can't do what they need to do for the next gen and PC versions while also yeah. supporting the Xbox. So, do you think five years from now, let's say twenty twenty five, you could play Halo Infinite Arena on the Xbox One? I think so. I I think you're always the free the the multiplayer is always going to be a little bit different, and I, I think like yeah, your arena modes, your base your your mm. your base modes probably will work. Uh, but you've already you guys have already brought up the streaming thing. Mm. I think I think everybody in the industry completely underrates that. Yep. Like, it, you know, when we think about it, it's like we think about it so far away, but really, like if you look at where like technology is going, where they project it, and where these these jillion dollar corporations are like what are they're projecting they think like five years from now we're like if you're in a rural area you'll get 10 millisecond latency yeah. or you know somewhere between 10 to 20 millisecond at that point freaking it doesn't matter you can play in your toaster <laughs> you I know mean, and i think that it, oh, it's yeah, sorry it's not a coincidence that these billion dollar companies are investing in streaming game streaming you know what i mean right uh, well it's still, in some ways it's, I mean, in some ways, it's the lowest barrier of entry yeah. for these new companies because investing oh. in console hardware is expensive, it's risky, whereas Amazon and Google, they already have a server infrastructure in place. It makes, for, it makes sense for them do, to do it because it's already falls in line with their business model. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, regarding thinking about it more while you guys, while we are all talking about it, actually, I don't, even though I, I can possibly see like a graphical overall to the core game, I can see a scenario where the end with Jesse mentioning that say in three years, they, they launch a massive, you know, like a campaign size, a sequel campaign size expansion. 
I can yeah. see it where they never lock off. They always allow, you know, so whatever, whatever, if they cut it off, let's say at the two year mark, you'll always be able to play that two year content yeah. Yeah. on your Xbox one. They won't ever cut off your, um, the campaign, whatever it is at that point, stuff like that. But this campaign expansion that comes out a year later, your, your option is to either upgrade or to stream it. And yeah. what you, what you were talking about earlier about scalability, that only goes so far when you're, when you are tethered to a last gen hardware, because we've already seen it this gen when it comes to density, where yeah. if you're playing, if you're playing crackdown three, on an Xbox One X or a PC, uh, the world has the traffic, pedestrians, all of that has a certain amount of density. But then if you're playing with someone on an uh, Xbox One S or an OG Xbox, that density is lowered and everyone is lowered to that level that For plays you with as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I you guys are in a synced up co-op world. So the, the scalability... Scalability, when it comes to the graphical side, scales a lot better than what it does on the game logic and CPU side. So, right. you know, you can have a campaign like a, a Halo Infinite Series X and PC version and then a Halo 1 version or Xbox One version. But the moment with them always wanting to have that cross-gen support and co-op play and stuff, I don't, I don't see that being a, a viable option because then you're developing two different games you might as well just make that one game the best it can be and then apply those advancements, apply all that density, apply all those physics with the expansion. You know, in a sense, uh, that same quote kind of talks about that too. Um, That was the other word I focused on where it's, uh, we want infinite to grow over time versus going to those numbered titles and having all that segmentation that we had before. Hmm. Yeah, but that could be, that could be, spun around though where you can say that you to play the expansion you have to be streaming it so we're not segmenting you from it oh that's true no yeah they're still giving you an option i I think we can't we can't oh go ahead sorry they they eventually just have to cut people off like they can't expect people to be playing xbox one games like 15 years later yeah they just yeah like i like i understand it's one of those things where it's like okay they're they're gonna they're gonna make sure that you get Halo Infinite as it is when it launches, but they can't, like, they can't expect people to get mad if in five years, like, okay, well, like, it's physically impossible for the game to run on a 2013 hardware, so yeah. we have to cut you yeah. off. What I what I think the key factor there is going to be is did they provide enough support and enough content for people that. For that, you know, for yeah. people to feel like their original or initial investment was worth it, yeah, because when fun. you see what happened with Destiny, I mean, that got supported for two years, maybe less. Like I mean, it half. got it got like the first two expansions, I believe, and then I think the third expansion is when they dropped them. Like they said, you need to be on next gen only. But I don't recall anyone complaining about oh, that. Oh, you're talking about uh, 360. I, I don't think anyone will complain. Yeah, when they dropped the 360 and PS3 support I completely support for forgot Destiny. that Destiny was even on 360. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, they they supported it really well, but then I, I want to say it was less than two years even. It I don't might think have Taken been the two-year mark. I don't think Taken King released on uh, the 360 then. 
did, did that launch the fall of two years? I believe so. That was their major expansion yeah. that people started liking the game then again. Yeah, th- that was the one that they dropped. They so the first one was like, wasn't it like the Mark of Wolves or something? It was like yeah. a House of Wolves, and then, and then the, there was a Dark Below. Uh, yeah, those it, two. So in, in 2016, they stopped supporting it, so they supported it for two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I'm I don't recall. Right now, looking anyone, I don't recall anyone complaining about it. Plus, when we think about it, it was but, Dark of Iron. The way that was the one where they cut it off. Yeah, you're right. That means yeah. Taken King was on 360. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Um. That was the so, better one too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but you know, it. What? It, what? It, you know, by 20. By 2022, anyone that really cares about games, or 2023, let's say, anyone that really cares about games, like is that hardcore demographic, they're going to have upgraded. They're either going to have upgraded or they're going to move over to PC or streaming. or They're, yeah. they're just naturally not going to be happy with the, the Xbox One S. I, I don't think X. anyone even now expects to have, like, uh, if, if three years into the next generation, you're not expected to get these games. You know? No, you're you're expected to get like sports games and then, yeah, yeah, and that's and, about and just it. dance. <laughs> yeah, well, and this is this was a separate topic for from a previous show, but that's why I think there would be some advantages to splitting the multiplayer and campaign and keep it. Well, and obviously, multiplayer could be you know um, because it's free to play, but I think yeah, multiplayer you're probably going to want to keep that. It's gonna you want Together. you're gonna want as many people to have as access to that as possible, um, at least the majority of the modes. Just so because. You, oh, go ahead. So, do you think they're never gonna cut? They're never gonna cut off current gen from the multiplayer. I, I for or like a, for like arena think, and things like that. I don't even think you really need to um, well, not, because not the not the existing multiplayer as is. But do you think they're ever going to? evolve or expand the multiplayer where they're like okay if you're still on xbox one you can play these modes but to play these new modes that we're introducing or maybe new maps that are i mean there's going to be more flexibility because multiplayer is less demanding yeah so i'll tell you what i think um this is my theory and you know i i sometimes kind of pride my developer friend who plays halo <laughs> about things like that that are going on in the in the industry and you know he's talked about um he, he doesn't say anybody's doing this he, he doesn't work for 343 but he's talked in the past about um you know non-latency sensitive things getting moved to the cloud and he's actually stressed to me that even with the zen 2 cpus to do truly innovative things that are just going to blow your mind that people are working on. Like people are doing a lot of research and development on uh, because of the potential of cloud that you're going to see things that, um, that are going to be amazing, but they're only going to be possible streaming them even with a Zen 2 CPU. So I, what I think is that, you know, your latency sensitive tasks, you know, like your hit detection and things like that are still going to be localized, but you're going to start seeing like a lot of the AI and NPCs and, and, you know, the, the physics and things like that start to run off those clouds. Um, and so like when I think of like this 10 year this 10 year plan to me it makes sense that they're going okay well for these first 2 years we're not going to be able, we're not going to have series x apus in the in the cloud it's going to take us a couple of years but you know but we can start building towards that cuz you know it takes time right so i i can see them being in a situation where they 
where they start with the basics and then they introduce and say, Hey, this mode's coming out next year. And then they know, you know, they know that they're going to have, uh, you know, a lot stronger backend for that. So, I mean, that's kind of like, that's kind of what I see. Cause you know, we talked, you know, when we were talking about the past, we talked, we, we talked about the matchmaking and how like now today that's standard stuff. But at that time that was just, that was crazy, right? Like that was, uh, you know, that was just something that, at, at least for me, the first time I sat there with the team and we moved from from game to game together, that just kind of blew me my mind. And if somebody would have said something about that, you know, before then, you would have said no way. That would have been that that wasn't something we could have dreamt up. But I really think that right now, with all their studios and the technology and their investments in. Uh, in cloud tech, I really do see the them trying to to use Halo as as a platform to show that off, to innovate that, you know, to draw attention to their competitive advantages there. Because you know, everybody keeps talking about you know teraflops and stuff. I really think their their real technical advantages in the cloud next gen, and potentially doing some stuff with machine learning and all that, and, and AI, you know doing more advanced AI where you can run really, really complex, uh, you know, AI calculations and physics and not have to worry about whether your Zen two, you know, processor can keep up yeah. with that. So I mean, that, I feel that's like just kind of yeah. not enough oh, people played Titanfall one to really realize the difference. I feel between one and two in terms of those, the random AI around, around the maps. Um, but the AI in Titanfall one was, pretty good like significantly good i i noticed the difference you know they touted they're running on the power of the cloud right this is back in what 2014 i think it was yeah. running azure back then wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i i think flight sim is the perfect example of a lot of what we'll see next gen like really a lot of the advancements because a lot of what you just described is in flight sim you know even when it comes down to you have the choice to do cpu traffic or cloud traffic or no traffic and from what i understand if you don't have it running on the cloud you have it running on your cpu and even in the game is cpu bound anyways on your high-end cpus and pcs today yeah it, it just it, it's a huge performance drain yeah. so it's stuff like that where um Plus, you have like the 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 cloud driven weather stuff like that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that. It, I mean, my only hope is that they don't lock the campaign behind like a, a cloud driven, you know, um, technology because then that that's no different than like online DRM in a way. Like if my internet wants, if my internet goes out, I'd still like to play, be able to play through the campaign. Having things that I enhance that. the campaign, yeah. I don't think it would be necessary. Yeah. I think it just help. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Don. I, I feel like there's going to be a we're not connected to the internet, and now we are kind of mode, you know? Because, um, and, and I guess that's the question for everybody. I mean, if it, if the if it enhanced the game a lot, and you're running non latency sensitive things, so you're not really feeling it in your movements and things like that. Because I think that's where I don't like to. You know, currently, I, when I play anything that's on the cloud, well, number one, I think our latency is a lot higher than it will be in a few years. Uh, but the other aspect is, is it's like you know, you you want that responsiveness with that controller. 
But if you're talking about physics or buildings falling down or a bunch of NPCs running around on the screen and things like that, you can do that and um, run that stuff off the cloud. So, I mean, would you guys be open to that kind of thing in your campaign if it really, if you got to see things that were not possible locally? Like, would I be up for it? Yeah. Yeah. If, okay. As long as I'm given the option. I'm fine with a, a slightly lesser experience offline only. Uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So before we move on, I do want to just, because we talked a lot about multiplayer. Is there, is there anything that you hope to see them really, if you could pick one thing for them to advance in a campaign to, on a technical level, uh, graphics, AI, physics, whatever, but what would you guys each like to see? And I'll go ahead and start with, we'll start with Jesse. He's been a little quiet. <laughs> what I want them to add? Hmm. Yeah, or what, where would you like to see them make the biggest stride on a technical level uh, in the campaign for Halo Infinite? Scope, really. Like having those big-ass sandboxes, um, having areas on the map that you work towards that are like this finely crafted fighting area, but also having those huge vistas, those big-ass air battles around huge ground battles. Like just tons of stuff going on not all the time you know scenarios where it works best and it's just this humongous fight that actually feels like a war for the first time instead of a, a little skirmish because that's you know what games could do on that hardware before like that's really we good. have the biggest thing possible with this engine i have taken that to mean what if we have 100 200 people in a fight mm. stuff like that would greatly benefit from the cloud say when you're running it locally, you've got 50 or 100 people. But if you're running it on the cloud, could you have 500? If you're able to offload a bunch of stuff, you know, as an idiot who doesn't know how to code, that's what I want. Like, imagine seeing like a <laughs> sea of grunts. That'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty badass. <laughs> Especially if they gave you something that you could just take like, them. Like a rocket take launcher? Down. <laughs> <laughs> There's infinite ammo. We'll go over the new book once everyone's done with oh, it. Oh, I need but to read, finish that damn thing. Like big ass <laughs> air battles mixed with ground combat. That's what gets me with Battlefield. Like I love Battlefield 5 because it is the only place you find those only in Battlefield moments yeah. of I'm running and gunning at this friggin' tank with all my gadgets trying to take it down. And then all of a sudden I get slammed into by a, a freaking bomber that just got blown up by anti-air <laughs> 400 meters behind me. It's just crazy stuff on massive scale would be what I really want the most. Oh, you kind of sold me there. How about yeah, uh, so anything different from from you? Um, uh, kind of. I mean, uh, I was going to say AI initially, um, and it ties in with uh, Jesse's point of uh, these huge battles. One of my biggest hopes in Infinite is multiple factions, right? Multiple, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, aggressive factions, or like they're each have the their own thing. Against oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I want to be able to go into like a firefight and like take advantage of the fact that these guys are fighting these guys, those guys are fighting these guys, that kind of thing. Um, but if I if I did have to pick one, it'd be physics. Um, I want to be able to do things that aren't scripted per se. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you played played a little bit of prey, that kind of thing. Not not necessarily at that level, um, but I want to be able to. I don't know, take some guy out, or if I blow up. Uh, 
uh, a turret. I wanted to be able to fall down and like crush other enemies underneath them, that kind of thing. That, those are two really good ones. All right, how about you, Proven? Um, well, I, I would love if they could somehow implement some sort of like random encounter. Because the thing about open world games I like is there, there's the chance that something happens that you don't expect. Because um, if you go replay any Halos, you kind of know, you basically know where all the enemies are. You know where they're going to be. You know basically what they're going to do. I'd really like if they can somehow implement some sort of random encounters or roaming enemies so you don't know where they're at at all times. You kind of just happen upon them. I think that'd be really interesting. That's actually a really great idea. Something that's a little bit more... Because we think about Halo, we think about it being dynamic, right? So that just adds another layer to that. How about you, Mike? What do you want to see? Um, I want to see... A true, true, true next-gen evolution of the Halo CE sandbox. And, I, I, and that, I'm going to kind of cheat in saying that because that, that encompasses <laughs> everything from AI, physics, um, <laughs> scope, stuff like that. But, I mean, but I, mean I, I really do mean just the sandbox in general. I, I don't know who follows me on Twitter, but it was like a couple days ago where I retweeted someone posting on uh, halo ce where uh, what's that snow level is it truth and reconciliation or so? no not truth and reconciliation um, it, the cartographer. it might have been that it, it's the one with the banshees where you're flying the banshees so the second one i think that's and, so. you found them a couple times um ones where uh, you're not supposed to get in it you know you rush the door and the guy's the second one's at night, though, right? You're right. Yeah, one of them's at night. One. Yeah, night, yeah. I, th- I think, I think, I think it's the second one. But Do someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a banshee on one of those platforms that you're usually fighting, like the Sentinels, and he landed the banshee. And then I think he had a rocket launcher, and he shot the rocket launcher at the banshee, and he called it like, uh, he called it um, Hunter Bowling. And literally, it was like 2,000 yards that this banshee is just flipping through the air, and it hit, knocks down on the ground and wipes out two two hunters, like down on the ground where there was usually like the tank or whatever, that big area, right outside the the control room. Um, you know, it just, I, I would love to see, Combat Evolved was the perfect subtitle for Halo. And yeah, I, I would, gameplay things that aren't planned. Yeah. They just thank you, thank you. You that, have that, a great set of tools. I was thinking like, procedural, yeah. but that I knew that wouldn't come off Persistent. right. But emergent gameplay, where you know, one of the early concepts for Halo Two was if you're attacking this base or whatnot, or if you're attacking this group of enemies, they can call on reinforcements from a different area of the map. And I'm not talking about. Um, you know, them randomly spawning enemies, but literally right. where, you know, if, if God, if someone like Bethesda with, with their jank engine can have, <laughs> Bethesda can, have, can do it. Anybody can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, their radiant AI is, is a, a, an impressive piece of technology where granted that, that person that's out in the woods hunting deer, they're not, modeled and rendered but there is a piece of the program that keeps their that lo- ai location flagged 
You know what I mean? And it's not mm-hmm. actually putting the memory and whatnot until you actually go in that area. But every, I would love to see an evolution of, you know, why can't we have these open areas where AI is somewhat doing something, even a very, very simple form, and then they get called in because they hear something, some kind of big explosion or something. Like, I would love to see stuff like reinforcements that's being called by the AI and not scripted. And you could technically you know, like, right. take out those reinforcements beforehand if you really wanted to. Yeah. You go yeah, in we've and seen games. Call. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen games where, you know, there's an alarm or something or what we've seen in Crisis where they can shoot up the flare. You know, Legend I, 2 has got something like that where they have patrols that are constantly going in between checkpoints. And if you want a checkpoint, you know, to be easier to take, you take out the uh, patrol that's going to it first so that you don't have to worry about them coming when you're getting called for more help when yeah. you're uh, going after it. But, you know, in order to have emergent gameplay like that, you are, and also like a more fleshed out sandbox, because you look at something like Halo 5, you couldn't do what I just described that guy did in Halo CE. Yeah. That, no, you're, that, right, you're right. That whole Doesn't entire it... sandbox has been completely lost. It's interesting when we kind of keep going back, and, it, and I guess it makes it ironic too that everybody keeps talking about the damn graphics yep. in, in the game, and I and I get that it it met like that's what you're looking for in a new system, but yeah, it's like you go back and it's like remember in Halo CE how the how the how the physics you know how you had emergent gameplay from that and and how the ai created emergent gameplay and and the, the wider world <laughs> created it like the, so i think yeah i think you, mike i think you kind of hit it but it, it it blends everything you guys are saying yeah I think it's that, sandboxes in, inside of sandboxes inside of sandboxes it's like this infinity mirror of sandboxes <laughs> that kind of feed into each other and, and all the weapons kind of play off each other. It's not like, oh, we need to get this one because there was that enemy on the screen or get the most powerful. You know, it's, it, it yeah. wasn't like that. It's like, oh, you pick up this. Well, I have the, when I have this weapon, I have an advantage in this situation. If I have this weapon, then I really need to, you know, get in the, you know, it's like there's a situation that you could even kind of create. And, and I think that that 343's never been able to capture that aspect, like that balance within the campaign. Uh-huh. Um, I think they get it now because they've heard the and, feedback. And, yeah. and Jesse hit it on the nail earlier when he talked about his uh, innovations and stuff in the past of how he's able to play so many hours of the campaign. I was exactly the same way, especially with Halo CE, but also with Halo Reach, or, or I'm sorry, Halo 3. One of the strengths with Halo was that no two battles would play out the same. Yeah. And you can see the battles kind of form like a... I don't want to say a ballet, but, you know, kind of like a play. Whereas now, especially with Halo 5, it's more like a clusterfuck. Like, there's so much, there's so, there's, again, it's like stupid AI, and they're just overpowering you with numbers instead of an actual, you thinking that you're fighting against an actual smart enemy. Like, one of the examples I I feel that works really well is it's in Halo 3. I think it's Salvo Highway, the mission. Um, I was playing yeah, Legendary, yeah, yeah. and you know the time when you go in and there's a little hill, there's a couple a couple rates on top of the hill, and there's choppers all around yeah, it, yep. yeah. right? I've died so many times in that, but every time you die, you do something different. You're like, okay, let me go this way. Let me try to take this guy out here. Let me do this instead to try and, like, change what you do. And you're right, actually. I, I like Halo 5. I'm a huge fan. But you're right in that a lot of times, Halo 5, when I die, I come back. It's just me just trying to be better. Just trying to aim better, you know what I mean? 
I'm still taking the same directions. I'm still taking the same path. I'm just trying to hit them more than I did before. When that wasn't the case a lot of times in the previous games. Whereas, yeah, but like, look at us the other day when we played, or the other week, I should say. We, even though, even if we tried different things, yeah. it all just yeah. amounted to us moving forward. Getting, That's it. Getting bored yeah. by me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it all just came to us getting overwhelmed. It didn't come to us getting outsmarted mm-hmm. by an AI. Right. It, it, it didn't come to us from, you know, and, and we, if we kept on doing the same thing, we would likely come to the same outcome. Whereas in previous Halos, you can keep trying to do the same thing, but the AI would noticeably react yeah. in a different way mm-hmm. that would just completely change the flow of the battle. Each one of us. Yeah, it was a little bit like a, like a dice roll or something. Yep. It felt like, yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, how yeah. you know, you go. can think that you're going to throw this grenade at this, at this, uh, uh elite and it's going to die behind a rock but then the next time you do the exact same thing instead he dives the other way and throws a grenade back or something you know like it's 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 not scripted in any of the games every one of us have gotten the point where we play we take out a group we're looking away and just blown up by a wraith shot from nowhere (laughs) you have no idea where it comes from but now you know right (laughs) and you make sure to dodge it or move around it so you it's know. Got, it's it's got more scripted. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that the the CPUs did get so out of balance. They had to cut things because mm. it's 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 weird. It's weird that Halo CE, a game that came out in two thousand one, had is feels more emergent today than the uh, the five does. And, and by the way, I, I noticed how good we were doing on not swearing until somebody said Halo Five campaign. So um, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, just take the Halo. Take the Halo gameplay principles and apply next gen or even current gen resources to that. That's what I want. Like, visuals, yeah. this this whole conversation just makes me realize how irritated I am that people keep focusing on the damn visuals. Yeah. Same here. I like, I feel like that we could almost do a like, whole, whole other show on damn it. Look at <laughs> Valhalla in June. Yeah. Look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla this week. It's mm. one of the nicest looking things I've ever seen. Running 60 frames per second, looking gorgeous. Look because at what? Game, Assassin's Creed Assassin's Valhalla Creed. Xbox yeah. Series X gameplay. Do you remember the Hit first today. look we had of AC Valhalla? It didn't look good back in uh, the June Looked show. worse than Odyssey, and it yeah. ran like 30 yeah. seconds. Now, it looks better, and it's a gorgeous 60 on uh, console. It's. I just hope they don't... Yeah, I just hope they don't overcompensate, like yeah. take the feedback yeah. and they're like, hey, okay, we're going to sc- scale back some of this AI. Because like we all said there, at least for now, it has to run on the uh, old Jaguar. So I don't want them scaling back the um, you know, the AI or if there was maybe some physics in there that no longer are going to be in there or something like that. Because yeah, at the end of the day, um, you get used to the graphics. It's, yeah. it's what really the gameplay be- brings you back. This is more about finishing and less about changing. So it's yeah. just let's have the more complete package with the complete okay ray tracings in style graphics. Not let's really tinker with things. Yep. It's let's get a new lead who is very good and very competent at finishing projects and making sure they stay focused on what they need to do, and then he moves on to his next thing and he's excellent at it. And Joe Staten. Yep. One of the reasons. Great why, job, tra- actually, great job good, yeah. transitioning there, Jesse. Okay, I was going to try and catch it before you transition. <laughs> do, you get, do, do you have any last statements? I we do need to wrap up was, this topic. We, yeah, sorry. One last statement was uh, one of the one of the things I had when I was watching the Halo, and well, sorry, one of the reasons why I'm not that worried 
regarding Halo Infinite's gameplay is because when I was watching the campaign, the visuals, yeah, they weren't the greatest, but what stuck out to me was just how fun it looked. You know what I mean? How much yeah. it felt like they actually yep. nailed it, finally. And of course, yeah, yeah. Infinite is the closest they've come to that whole sandbox yeah. that we were talking about. But yeah, that's all. Let, let me give Austin. Let me give Austin a last word too, because I didn't ask him this last round. What, what do you think, Ben? Any any last thoughts on that? Oh, I, I was I'm, I was busy thinking about the um the next topic. I honestly forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead. Hey, you know what? Why why don't you go ahead and start off the next topic for us, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since you had okay, so much so, time to think about it, <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess awkward, awkward transition to uh, Chris Lee uh, leaving or slash getting fired slash removed from three four three, and he's moving on. He's still with Microsoft, but he just left three four three. Um, and I, I guess we're gonna talk about like our feelings about it. Um. Yeah, why don't you go to ahead me, and kick it off? Yeah, yeah. Tell to me, me it feel. just depends. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have two thoughts. One, I don't like. At first, I was a little bit worried about what it meant, but it it just depends. Like, if the game is good, then it's like, okay, well, this was a good move because uh, Joe Staten came in and saved the game. And if the game for some reason is bad, it's like, okay, well, maybe this was a sign that the game was really in trouble. But we're not gonna know until the game comes out. Um, but number two, it was more just, um, I actually, this kind of made me a little bit, um, it, it, it made me a lit not sad, but a little just uh, confused because the, the thing, I'm going to pose, pose a question to you guys. Like when you guys think of three for three, like who do you guys think of like a developer or who, who do you guys think of like, is the voice of three for three? Cortana's butt from Halo 4. <laughs> Honestly, probably Sketch or Frankie. Yeah, um, Sketch or Frankie. Yeah. Kiki Wolfkill. Yeah. Any of the front figures or whatever you want to call it. The, well, the people that have been in That's camera kind mode. of who I came up to. Like, I think of Bonnie Ross, Frank O'Connor. But the thing is, those guys don't really have much input into the actual game. Like, I think Frank O'Connor kind of is about the lore and the story of the game. Bonnie Ross is just like the head of like the business of 343, but when I think of like 343 and like actually making the games, like I don't really know who to think of. And when Chris Lee came aboard, I was actually like it felt nice knowing that Chris Lee was there cuz I've listened to him talk about Halo and I agree with a lot of things he said about the game. So I was I was really looking forward to him taking over 343 and hopefully having his vision going forward. And now that he's left, like we have Joe Staden, but we know he's gonna leave. So that that's kind of where I'm a little discouraged because like I just don't know who is gonna be the voice of the actual game for Halo going forward. Yeah, we don't know how it's gonna go after this, but there's no reason to think Chris Lee's work and the people you know, it's still a part of what this game is. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just disappear. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm just thinking like after after the game comes out, like whose vision is it? Like we're not gonna know because we don't know well, who's gonna be leading the team. And, and I didn't it, it, it all, you know, none of us are gonna know because we're not, none of us are part of the team. But you know, like we've all discussed, even tonight, we've all discussed ideas that many Halo fans or 
uh, topics that many Halo fans would probably think like, yeah, that's a great idea. Do that. I think that's, but that doesn't mean that any one of us would be a good campaign lead or studio lead. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, just like you said, uh, proven, I've listened to a lot of what Chris Lee has said too. And I mean, it's clear that, you know, he's got a good head on, you know, he's got a good understanding of what makes a good Halo game, but that may not necessarily mean that he's still a good project lead. So, right. you know, it, a lot of, I would, just like Jesse said, I imagine a lot of the work that he's done that contributed, because for all we know, you know, maybe the whole, maybe the gameplay that we were talking about, the sandbox gameplay that we just said is the closest to the classic Halos, maybe that's a contribution of Chris Lee. But maybe, yeah. you know, he doesn't know how to tie in, or he did, he wasn't the, the person to, to unify the team, to tie the different, uh, factors or different disciplines within the game in a co- cohesive way so yeah. you know it, 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 it's it's really hard to i understand the whole concern there i do because you know when you look at classic bungie we had you know jason jones we had um uh joseph Staten. we had What's that do with the black hair? He's kind of like a dick, but still, I think he. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking. He's he's still with Bungie too. He's he's the one that kind of was snotty towards Destiny Two fans when they were complaining. I uh, I yeah I don't yeah. Remember on it. Okay. Um, but you know, there there's certain, and you know, you can kind of say the same thing about a lot of other studios too. Where, um, but. I would imagine that one of, you know, one of Joseph Joseph's goals or assignments or whatever you want to call it, he's not going to leave the studio in tatters. He's not going to leave the studio without a clear direction for. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, we I think we've discussed it before and I understand the concerns and I definitely do agree to some extent, but the moment that Joseph Staten came on board, Chris's departure the writing was kind of on the wall to me and I, I, I one of us may have even questioned like what does that mean about Chris Lee whenever we discuss Joseph jo- joining and you know it, these few months between Joseph joining and Chris leaving could have been Chris getting Joseph up yeah. well uh, yeah up to speed of the current status of the project and maybe you know bouncing some ideas and whatnot and you know it it could I mean, granted, it it's likely that Chris was pushed out. That's just corporate talk whenever they're talking about. But um, it could have been the case where Chris may have felt like he wasn't needed with Joseph taking over the reins. It could have it, it could have possibly. It, it, we'll find out soon enough. If if Chris yep. Lee goes to another studio, then great. That sounds like a win win situation where he's still being utilized within Microsoft. He's still making games. He can take his talents elsewhere and and still benefit whatever t- studio or team he joins. But if he ends up leaving Microsoft within six months to a year, yeah, it they it was probably just a uh, a courtesy a courtesy move just to make it not seem horrible. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, Chris Lee, no, I, it's, I, it's not. I, I, that, I think you make some good points. Oh, were you well, going to jump in there, 
Uh, go ahead. Ashley. Yeah, I was I was going to add this uh, follow up to your point. Like to me, like I'm not really I'm not worried about Infinite. Like I think the game, like his vision is going to live on, and whatever his vision was for the game is still going to be there. It's more of just like to, to, in my I didn't really like the people who made Halo Four and Five. Like no offense to them, it just I didn't agree with their vision of Halo. And to me, Chris Lee kind of like when I listened to him talk about it, I was like I agree with the, what. How he sees Halo is how I see Halo, and like what he likes about it is what I like about it. So it's more of just like with him leaving, it's like okay, now we're gonna like if Joseph Staden came in and was like taking over three for three for good or whatever, then that would be great because I know he knows a good Halo. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is, I just don't like after Chris Lee, like I just don't know who's gonna take over. And the thing about Halo, like Halo's such a big IP that I would expect like like, the world's best developers and, like, the best visionaries to, like, yeah. want to lead the project. I, the thing is, I just, like, I just don't know, like, who's going to step up and take over Halo and, are like, are they qualified to do it? Like, we don't know yet. Well, they yeah. kind of did that with, they tried to do it with Halo 4. I mean, they threw unlimited funds at developers yeah. and the project. Yeah, but... I, the thing is, I just don't think the people they, like, the leads for those projects, in my opinion, weren't the right people. Yeah, so. and at the end of the day, it really Bonnie doesn't have any creative uh, input in Halo. At least I don't think she does. But but she is kind of like the general manager hiring the coach, right? Yeah. In a, in, on yeah. a sports team, and it's like if you keep missing on your coach and your superstars, then <laughs> then you know then that that a lot of times that falls on you. So I I, I do kind of wonder about that a little bit. But uh, you know, I hadn't heard from Soul at all. Um, did you have any thoughts on this, man? I mean, I think uh, my thoughts kind of aligned with uh, John's on the main podcast, where basically we know too little um, to really make any definite conclusions, is, is my opinion. Yeah. Um, for all we know, he had other reasons to leave 343, or he couldn't commit the, the time into it or whatnot. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. I think uh, if 343, sorry, if Halo Infinite still releases within like Q, Q2 next year, like May or whatever, mm-hmm. our, our initial release date, then I think... It wasn't like he was kicked out or pushed out. Uh, but I do think if it gets delayed even further... Also, I think if it releases like in May, that is still Chris Lee's Halo. You know? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, you say, really- you don't think we know enough. Kind of like, we don't know enough about armor coding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're <laughs> but, not ready for that. I mean, my, uh, my, my, my if, uh, if Halo, <laughs> But if Infinite releases like later, like fall or winter-ish, then I think something may have been up, yeah. All right, I, I think I think what Jesse's trying to do is he's trying to move us along here because uh, we're, we're kind of running long. Transition. I attempted. <laughs> I mean, did did Jesse share his thoughts though? He did. I don't think I got too many thoughts in. Yeah, Mike I, I did. <laughs> you know, I, I I think it's real quick. I, I you know just kind of just a couple couple thoughts on this. I, I do think a, a lot of times what ends up happening. Um, you know, with all of us kind of speculators um, is we're trying to play like this version of, of video game rumor algebra, but we're trying to solve for X, Y, and Z, <laughs> you know, like we don't have, we don't really have enough of the, uh, 
of the facts to really make a conclusion. Yeah. I, I, I think when you step back though, and you kind of think about it, like the, at the end of the day, whenever you change over leadership, it, it's difficult within a big project. And I don't really, it doesn't really matter what the reason is. Um, if you change it in the last year, year and a half, that's going to be t- tough. And they've changed a few times. So that's an issue. But, I, you know, for in terms of what does that mean for Halo, I think, you know, like the one thing that was bothering me is number one is everybody assuming, first of all, he just got fired. Um, number two, assuming that Halo was on fire. <laughs> it's like, because you can't yeah. really conclude either one of those. Because um, like you're saying, if it releases in six months, it probably yeah. is just, it just, it, it's what Clobrow said, you know, where he... You know, he he put it out there that the game is content complete, and you know we had now heard from uh, what was his name on the on the team that was saying that he's playing through the campaign. He's had was playing. He, he just made it to the halfway point in the game. So you got the, all these things out here that are kind of indicating that the that the it, it really is technical. Um, so I mean, it could just be when you're a leader, you're responsible for the vision, and you got to do a good job there. But you're also responsible for execution. So the fact that it is late and it's probably costs in millions and millions of dollars. It could just be that, right? It, it, or it could just be one of those things where um, where you're a leader in that position. And just like Josh Holmes, when he did his exit interview, he's just like, I don't want to go back to that life again. You know, that AAA, you know, that kind of pressure. He's you know, like, it's not, wasn't fun anymore, right? So I think that could happen. And that's why you see sometimes developers leave AAA teams and they go to, um you know, they go to uh, smaller projects is because they just don't like it basically becomes a job and it's no longer, you know, this, this art form or, or, or it, they lose their passion because of the pressure and everything. So, so I, I only throw all that out there. I'm not saying I, I know what the answer is because I, I'm not an insider and I haven't heard, heard anything, but at the same time, you know, I, there's a lot of different ways that could go. And I think we make a lot of, we, you know, we, we've made a, everybody, in, it seems like in the community has made a lot of, it's done a lot of speculating. Um, I mean, if people and we're, speculate we're, that Rare is having trouble because one person left. Yeah. <laughs> right. One person is there for very many years. There is so that's much just, movement in the video game yeah. developer industry. Change teams and projects. And, people just love drama. That's it. They yeah. just want to well, see. But there's a lot of reasons, it could, and it could be right. It could be problems. It could be they found something and it's going to be delayed longer. So that's a possibility. Yeah. But I just think that automatically jumping on that conclusion, I don't think you can do that. And, and I think as things have leaked out over the last previous days, and you you got a, you know somebody at three four three saying, "Hey, I'm playing through the campaign," uh, and, and we've heard multiple times that it was you know content complete. Uh, that tells you that hey, Chris Lee's vision is still. That is what Halo is. So nothing's changing from that, right? Yeah, I I think the assumptions were basically solely on the fact that 343 has kind of built up a little bit of a negative reputation in some aspects where, like, people always assume the worst with them. So if someone leaves, like, oh, my God, it's because the game's, like, horrible. Like, when it could just be he wanted to leave because he wanted to go do something else. Like, it could be anything. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's a lot of different things. It could just be, it could just be, uh, it just took its toll, or it could just be, uh, you know, maybe it is time, you know, or maybe he, maybe he didn't, you know, maybe there wasn't good enough communication, and there could be other, you know, there could be other management changes. I, I do agree with um, with you though, Austin. When when you said Staten is somebody you trust, it's like when I heard he was on there, I was like, oh, good. It made me feel really good about, uh, you know, yeah. about. 
the leadership because you do have now some some old bungee leads in there with Stan and Max Hoberman on the multiplayer. And I, I know he's not the, the lead lead, but I, I think he's got a significant portion of the sandbox multi that, that aspect. And I think that's really important. So they they do have some really, uh, really good top of the industry, creative leads, some people that understand Halo now. Um, but it's just, you know, it, it really is, um, it, you know, it is really a situation that we just don't know the information. And I think we'll probably find out pretty soon uh you know hopefully yeah i mean if we don't see anything on it this year then i'm going to start assuming that <laughs> there was more problems but yeah anything is possible i guess right any last thought? i know yeah. like we we're kind of running a little bit long any last thoughts on chris lee or you want to move on to some of the community questions real quick move uh, on. we can move on if unless anyone else has anything okay no, we'll do that. We'll move on. We we did have some some other news things. We can save some of the stuff for down the road. But you know, there is a uh, just real quickly mentioned. There's the upgrades, the the re the uh, the, the remaster to the remaster to the remaster of Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, anybody got any thoughts on that? Right. Half the reason I got 120 hertz monitor is to play these games at 120 fps. I cannot yep. freaking wait. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Oh, FOV slider. That is the FOV thing. slider. Yep. That's as big as a freaking awesome frame rate. Finally, an FOV slider. Split yes. screen improvements is going to yeah. be huge for me. Yeah. 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 Finally, yeah. having Halo uh, CE and 2 not run like dog doo doo in their prettier graphics modes. The, that's what I'm kind of thing for me is. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's just just the, the pre. I mean, I have a 144 hertz monitor that I might play sometimes, but or play on. But I'll mostly play on my 4K HDR TV, and that's only 60 hertz. So the benefits that I get, I can get at 60 frames, probably interest me more than the 120 frames. Yeah, looks like there's a little something for everybody in it, but uh, I, I'm really happy about it. I think at the end of the day, what it just shows is that. Um, well, we've seen now Microsoft in multiple first-party games, not second-party, but first-party games. They've really done a good job supporting their franchises. And as bad as um, MCC was to begin, it just this the, the the continued support it keeps getting. You know, um, time after time, whenever there's an opportunity, I think is very encouraging for you know for for Halo Infinite as well. Kind of gives you more confidence that we'll see. You know, as they get better at ray tracing, you know, you might see better lighting in that game in the future, things like that. So um, anybody got have, have any other thoughts on MCC upgrades? It's fun. Proven. We covered it a little bit last episode, too. <laughs> Proven has something to say, I thought. Uh, yeah. Oh. Honestly, the, the, the best thing for me is just the FOV slider, because I don't know if you guys have played the Halo 3, like the the, the new um the, what, the ODST Slayer mode. No. But the the FOV on the pistol is like horrible. Like you can't even see the back of the gun. That's how bad the FOV is for that. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward because I believe Halo Three is like 65 or 70 FOV or something horrible. So I'm gonna push that back to 90 and play it that way. Yeah, I'm with you. I I like to see as much as I can see. That's honestly like why I hate even in in Halo Five. Like grabbing some of the big weapons, you can't see anything anything on the yeah. screen. That's like. Uh, 
that's yeah that that and the, hit, the, the apple beads by sniper is so big take the path screen anyways <laughs> right yeah, as yeah. far as um community questions go i do think we waited way too late to ask yes. and the only thing yeah. we have is literally uh, something we already answered so we apologize for that we will ask sooner in the future so there is who was it that asked our question so we at least give <laughs> give a shout out to to uh well we actually have two questions so we had uh we we had one that came on huh we had one that came in from andrew schmidt uh what kind of visual hand oh did you yeah we've we've been to that like i think twice already yeah we've definitely answered that a lot this episode (laughs) okay thanks andrew (laughs) (laughs) go back and listen to our other podcast Uh, brother is, is john jacob jingleheimer <laughs> um, you know, honestly, you, we were sitting there talking about it today. When you talk about visual enhancements, it, it really was what you were describing, uh, Jesse. Uh, lots of stuff, right? Like just that's exciting to kind of see to to hit a battlefield and, and see a lot of density. So yeah, people always yeah. think about they always think about textures and hair on you know, and yeah, you know, Craig needs some some hair, but uh, that doesn't really change the game. I like their bull shots. They like I got this one picture, and oh, it's this picture is so pretty. And you don't play pictures; you play moving object, you know, moving screens. Yeah, it, it would be nice for it to have a good theater mode or screenshot mode. Yeah, yeah, actually, that would be kind of cool. But then again, it's not that kind of game. I don't think, but um, that would be interesting. All right. Uh, any other any other news items? Anybody have any other thoughts? Did I uh, not give anybody a chance to? Tikka masala is delicious. Huh? And tikka masala is very tasty. I made it for dinner tonight. I think with that, I thought he was talking about a human being. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> this chick named tikka masala. She's really nice. Oh man. All right. Well, I think with that, I think it was, I think that's our cue to to wrap it up. <laughs> so, oh, I'm hungry. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's about time. Thank you guys for listening or watching. Um, as you know, uh, if you enjoy our content, please let us know in the comments. Anything, honestly, any kind of feedback at all. I'm too loud. I'm not loud enough. Jesse has a terrible Australian accent. I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> let Mike us know. needs better opinions. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I was gonna say, uh, if you really enjoy our content, we have a Patreon. It's in the description. It's on the website. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening or watching. Uh, I also want to re- say, uh, <laughs> uh, definitely check out our sister podcast. Yes, that they'll be on next Sunday, every other Sunday, opposite it of ours. Can we really say this? They never say it for us. Yeah, to be honest, I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> no, say no, first. They, no, they, they mentioned I, it. Before. No, they, they, they do say it for us. <clears throat> say it, I... Scratch that. We, we need. If you only got time to listen to one, listen to ours. No, um... <laughs> yeah, that, that's Man, you want, uh, watch the next episode of the Xbox Era podcast to get some more uh, Elden Ring updates. Nick will literally kill you. Your move, Nick. (laughs) Oh man! Well, it's uh, we got only a few days left to next gen. So uh, everybody, by the time we talk to you next time, you'll have had a chance to play uh, the MCC collection at 120 or or whatever. Console stream this Tuesday. What's up? Should we plug the stream this Tuesday? 
that yeah, I'm if you're stream. listening this Sunday, then Mike is going to be streaming on the Xbox Era channel mm-hmm. quite a bit. I, I get my system and I'll join him. Yeah, I'll be I'll be streaming a good handful of next gen games, probably Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed. I already got Dirt Five. Nice. Some other Those games. And uh, a whole handful of backwards compatible counter games. Stream you and play Valhalla on my channel. <laughs> you know, this, despite the fact that there's uh, there really isn't any any major exclusives at the launch, there is some nice there is some really good third parties coming out here in the next few weeks. So, so it's going to be fun, good time, good time for gaming. Uh, so, hope everybody uh, who wanted. The next gen on day one is lucky enough to get it. If not, um, you know, hopefully you get it soon. Mm. But thanks for joining us today, and we will catch you again soon. Thanks for listening. Take Later. care. Bye. Later, guys. Bye.